everybody and welcome to the Jerick Show. Yes, that is right. I know you miss me. I am back after two weeks off. And so let's get straight into it. Let's bring in Eric and let the roasting commence. Welcome to the Jerick Show, featuring your hosts, Javad Malik and Eric Crone. Timely topics poorly presented. Speaking of poorly presented, the man himself, Eric Crone, how are you? I'm doing pretty good, and it's about time you showed up for this again. Just saying, we we had to we had to drag James into this to cover oh, for man, you. You really were scraping the bottom of the barrel. You know when you have these lists of like, if the president isn't available, call the vice president, and call the secretary of state, call this, and you went down to you know sheriff of like. <laughs> Well, you know, and then last week I was like, okay, so are we going to do this? And you're like, no, I'll be on a plane. But what happened? About five hours after we would have been recording, I see a picture of you going, are we getting on the plane now? I'm like, really? Come on, man. Well, look, the, know. The, you know, I don't know about you. Maybe you live in an airport like Tom Hanks in the terminal. <laughs> <laughs> to like travel like three hours to get to the airport then be there three hours ahead of time and then check in and then everything. So, you know, it's, you know, six to one, half a dozen to the other. Yeah, I forget. Um, you, you end up having to do the searches. I, I forget that. <laughs> I didn't this time, actually. Really? Oh, okay. Anyway, Ken, are you interested in making an extra $50 a month for very little work? You know, you, you've, you've asked me this before, and the answer is still no, Javad. <laughs> no, the correct answer is you already make a lot of money for doing very little to no work. <laughs> Well, well, let me let me hear. Is this like selling Avon or or something like that? So this is something Jack Lucida <laughs> tweeted out. You can. Oh, uh, we need you to put our very our very small credit card size computer devices on a variety of networks. If you have a router, know how to plug an Ethernet cable. And a micro USB power supply, then you're qualified for the gig, Eric. You are qualified. <laughs> I have just the opportunity for you. You have to keep it on for an indefinite period of time. And when you are done, you get $50 a month. And we pay to have the unit shipped to you and back. Email if interested, serious inquiries only. And please include a name, number, email, and best time to contact you. Yeah, the company you work for where you're going to plug this in the uh the yeah yeah um if you're going to do it at home we need to know a few other i mean this is this is crazy this is a raspberry pi that you're just going to plug into your network for 50 bucks a month i mean that's you gotta you gotta figure that's kind of brilliant for these folks to go out and and just advertise something like that i mean that's pretty that's pretty gutsy too it is it is i suppose the other way if if i was these criminals I would just stick Christmas tree light or a lava lamp on it and then say, get this device, plug it into your laptop, and it's a laptop lava lamp. And you it's actually a... charge them for it. You sell them on eBay or Amazon. It's a smart lava lamp. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> no, I mean, this is just such a bad idea to just plug stuff into your network. I mean, hello, reverse... Uh reverse proxies, shells, uh, whatever you want, command and control for, you know, Conti. I don't know. 
any of those sorts of things could be happening with this. It's just such a bad idea. Um, I don't know. But I, I yeah, this is very clever. This is very interesting. And folks, don't do this, okay? Yeah, yeah. But, you know, it does raise a question. We laugh at this, but then how many devices do we just willy-nilly just plug into stuff anyway? They're like the cheap tat you buy off AliExpress all the time and it's being shipped to your house six months later and you don't even remember when you ordered it. <laughs> and you're like, well, it looks okay. It's like a camera with infrared and some knockout darts. Yeah. What's the worst? That, that that's happen? kind of a that's kind of a good point, you know, plugging things in. And and first of all, I, I do have to say Jack Resider here. I gotta plug his uh his podcast. He's got one of the best ones out there, um, uh, Darknet Diaries. If it's a choice between listening to us and him, absolutely listen to him every single time. Um, but speaking of plugging things in, Javad, go go back to the screen, like with both of us, full screen-ish, okay? Okay. So, yes. come on now, today. There we go. Okay. So, a couple years ago at, uh, I think it was RSA, it might have been Black Hat anyways, um, they were giving out these USB drives absolutely beautiful let's see if i can get it to focus laser cut usb drives from a chinese company at uh at one of these places like from china i'm afraid to plug this into anything folks um (laughs) it is absolutely beautiful though i mean the way it's laser cut it's I, i mean it's absolutely gorgeous but they were handing these out at a security conference and people were picking them up and no doubt plugging them in. I got no idea what this would do if I plug it in. Um, but there's every chance it'll do the same as that $50 device only without making the the money per month. So something to keep yeah. in mind. Um, yeah. Tricky, tricky. Tricky, tricky, tricky. So 83% of employees continue accessing old employers accounts um in a study by beyond identity so you know i'm not saying there's bias involved but you know but okay so they it was across the us and the uk they found 83 percent of him excuse me admitting to maintaining continued access uh, to accounts from previous employer so yeah. uh a majority of that well 35 percent of old email accounts work-related materials on a personal device which isn't quite the same thing it's it's uh yeah it's it's access to data but it's not access through an account which i thought um it implied but um social media accounts we've seen some of those where people get fired and then they start tweeting stuff out like yeah yeah, it's uh your your microsoft 365 account there yeah still running excel from your employer three three employers ago yeah (laughs) exactly no, and you know what? This is an interesting thing because you know we we kind of think about this, and if you've ever done offboarding and stuff like that, you start realizing the importance of of cutting ties to these accounts. And here in Florida, not too long ago, um, when the COVID thing was kind of at its peak, our Florida government was putting out a uh, a dashboard with COVID information. Okay, and uh, one of the developers of that, she got rather upset that she felt that they were withholding critical information. So she built her own dashboard and, and that was, you know, that kind of irritated some people, but what really got her in trouble was um, she went in, I believe it was Slack or one of those chat things. She used old credentials from before she was fired from the state to go in there. Like she was let go, 
went back in and was talking to people in their chat. Why? Because shared passwords, because yep. things were not shut down right. I mean, this stuff happens all the time that people end up leaving and they still have access to these things because we use the same password for all of these people on a social media account instead of using something we can delegate authority through or something like that. And it ends up biting companies right in the butt sometimes. It does indeed. It does indeed. I don't think there's much else I can add to it because I think you've you it said brilliant. it all. Yeah, brilliantly. Decrypto, trick bot. Source code leaked. What is this all about? Yeah, so now this isn't going to help right now, but there's a decryptor that leaked for the older versions of Conti. And basically what happened here, I thought the, the interesting part on this was one of the Conti ransomware gangs. And, and I mean, if you look at Conti, Conti is a huge one out there. It, it is one of the biggest ones that causes problems all the time, right? Conti is huge. Well, this person apparently... Uh, Conti came out and they said, we support Russia. We're going to support Russia. And this person was a Ukraine supporter um, that was one of their folks and said, oh, hell no. Or hell's to the no. I'm not sure which. I don't know what generation he's from. Uh, but anyways, dumped a whole bunch of chats, dumped some source code, dumped all kinds of stuff out there because he's pissed at them for supporting the Russian government rather than Ukraine. This is an interesting thing, and I don't know that I've seen something like this happen within these cybercrime communities quite to this scale before. No, this is very, very uh, interesting. And, you know, it just goes to show how highly politicized, well, the world's always been highly politicized, but it shows how much of an impact the the digitalization has uh, has on this politicization so it's I, I don't think it's anything you can separate out you can't say well politics on one side technology on the other they're, they're just so in, intertwined in organ in organizations and and uh, nations and yeah. the economies and so you have to you have to bear in mind that any political action will have an impact on technologies and the delivery of services and the availability of services and the sides that they're taking. I mean, we even see even during election time, um, you know, some CEOs of some organizations, they take the chance to, you know, air their political views. And sometimes yeah. it's, you know, I support so-and-so candidate. And some sometimes it works and other times it will turn off some of the their, their customer base and and you know but that that's just a when you go out there with such a bold statement of, of taking sides you you have to expect uh there's going to be internal and external blowback well i thought this was really interesting because it gives you a glimpse inside of some of these cyber crime groups that you think are just you know out there running like a well well-oiled machine and apparently not like even even that plays into this now a lot of, uh, you know, I'm going to use the term hacker because ha hackers are not always bad. But in these cases, these kinds of hackers, you know, hackers tend to be a little bit out, um, not mainstream as much all the time. Right. We tend to be introverted. They tend to be 
um, you know, some of those stereotypes like that. But in, in this case, you know, they have very strong feelings sometimes too. And, and if you look at the InfoSec community and you look at Twitter, you will see some people that throw out very, very strong um, opinions about things. And, and I'm picturing this as being no different internally. Now, they dumped like 60,000 internal chat messages between the Conti group folks. I mean, that's that's a lot of data. And I, I have a feeling that this isn't done yet. I think there's still more data coming because this has actually been trickling out for a little while now. So interesting times ahead for the Conti group. All I can hope is that something comes up that maybe it identifies some people and this can get shut down because frankly, again, Conti is, is one of the really bad ones out there. Yes, they're all bad. So ransomware group claiming, oh my God, these ads are everywhere. Does, do none of these websites know anything about user design or this is just like, you know, it, the meme is true, you know, where it's like browsing websites on the, in the, in the 90s and browsing website in the 2020s is exactly the same experience. You have to find out which tab is making the noise, close down all these pop-ups. It's just, ah. Oh. Okay, this Sorry. is my plea out there for for developers, web developers, is develop them for people that want to to use a, a a screenshot of your stuff in a podcast. Okay, just just do that for us, please. Okay, you know you know what, <laughs> this is bad. What's worse <laughs> is when you go to one of these kinds. Of, I'm not picking on this website in particular, but yeah. these kinds of websites on your phone where it hasn't been optimized for a mobile device. <laughs> And then the ad <laughs> takes up the entire screen. <laughs> Where's the X? Where's the X? It's it's somewhere off screen completely. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. it's maddening. I hear you. Well, anyways, this story was interesting. So ransomware group attacks NVIDIA and didn't do a lot of damage. I mean, it sounds like they shut down some things, but it wasn't like it was a it was a major attack or something like that. Um, but they did go after NVIDIA and they hit NVIDIA. Um, of course. Yeah, it says doesn't seem to be a, a Russia-Ukraine thing. Well, I guess we got to say that in all things right now, anytime there's a cyber attack. But anyways, um, the interesting part was all of a sudden the group that attacked NVIDIA got hit with the ransomware attack of their own. Like they got ransomware as well, which I think is freaking brilliant. Hilarious, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It is. Now, was it NVIDIA? Was it some coder at NVIDIA or group in NVIDIA going, I'm sick of this crap and turning it on them? Or was it just happen chance that they hit a technology company and lo and behold, got hit themselves? I don't know. Who knows? Maybe it was people who were doing cryptocurrency mining that were pissed off that they tried to take offline the already limited supply of video cards. Exactly. See, <laughs> I, now, hear me out. Cryptocurrency miner becomes a billionaire because they were in there early, still relying on as a source of income. Now, when you're a billionaire, you don't need to work. You can become a philanthropist or you can become Batman. Ooh. Ooh. I see. Digital yeah. Batman, huh? Cyber Batman, yes. <laughs> oh God. Don't start a don't start a video series on that, okay, Javad? It's I've got the mask Batman. somewhere around here. I, I've got the Batman mask. I I, I can just <laughs> the Bat Caesar, as he was called. You know, anyway. one of our two one of our two listeners is out there right now grabbing that uh that website, that domain name. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> So, um, you know, we, we speak a lot about supply chain risks often on this show. And, uh, you know, it, it, it's quite 
important in i mean we can't not outsource stuff to to others but it, it's quite important to be mindful of who you're outsourcing stuff to so hypothetically speaking if you didn't like your neighbor at all you never got on with him and you had a plan to one day go and start a fight with him would you outsource some work to him knowing that you have ill intentions towards them it probably not unless the work was going to be done long before whatever my ill intentions yeah. were going to entail yeah, yeah. So, so would yeah. you well like say for example would you let you know it's an ongoing thing and you and you say no it's it's a dumb idea you wouldn't outsource something to an enemy if even if they don't know that you're their enemy yet but because you know that one day that could spill out um you know you, you don't want to be put in that situation this is a lot of build-up for this story, Javad. <laughs> so, Russia outsourced <laughs> the main components in EV chargers to a Ukrainian company. <laughs> and uh, so, so <laughs> they have a number of these electric vehicle chargers along the M11 motorway, which uh, connects mm. Moscow to St. Petersburg. And uh, they, the the Ukrainian company that that manufactured the components and stuff, they obviously you leave in an admin back door or a support remote support. support. Yeah, we call it yeah. support, not a yeah. not a back door. We call right. it a support portal, a support right? Account. So they disabled the charging <laughs> and had the 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 screen display anti Putin and pro Ukrainian messages on them. And oh. I thought this was just absolutely hilarious. Yeah, and, um, I saw a little bit of that. Like, I just saw the screenshot that said something about the the chargers were hacked. Right, I didn't realize the connection to the Ukrainian company, but this is just brilliant. This is beautiful. I love this. Yes. Now, aside from us laughing at this for now, I just got to start thinking like. How many Chinese products does America import every year? And what would happen if there was something and America said, we're going to impose sanctions on China. It's an act of war. And they decided to suddenly shut down. I mean, you would become, literally the whole country could become Amish country in overnight. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No. Well, you know, that's something that I've actually talked to people about. Um, who were doing things like picking up these uh, these cameras, you know, like for in their homes for surveillance, you know, and they're super easy. You plug them in and boom, you can get to them on the cloud. Well, they're they're oftentimes like Chinese companies that have control over these cameras. Right. Um, and it goes to their cloud, which you then connect to. OK, but what happens? Yeah, if something goes wrong and we're we're not in the happiest of times that China has been brilliant by selling $20 cameras that are awesome. They've now got a surveillance network across all of these countries that have been putting these in place. I mean, if you think about it, um, if it all goes wrong, who's going to be running around unplugging their little cameras all over the place because they think that the stuff's going out to China? It's it's an interesting thing uh, what's going on there. It is indeed. It is indeed. And and I think that's a good thought experiment we can leave to our viewers, all, all, uh, all three of them. 
So. <laughs> you know, after stuff like this, we should we should probably I got a I got a merch idea, right? We need to branch out into merch. I don't know what he's talking about merch. So anyway, <laughs> we 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 won't uh labor you with with stuff like that. But thank you for joining us. Great to be back. And we hope to see you again next week on the Jerick show. Stay secure, my friends. <laughs>